Hi, and welcome to Unfailing Love with Kim. I hope you like the new transition music. I heard from several of you that let me know what your favorite was, and that's what played with this. If you have not got your coffee yet, you know the drill. Put me on pause, go grab a cup, and meet me on the couch. So today, we are going to talk about the slow drift. It's almost like we have this amazing start to our marriage where all of the feelings are going and we really want to do everything for our spouse and they want to do everything for us and it's such a great great beginning and then life hits life just hits us and that makes it hard to stay connected and caring for your spouse the way you should be for them caring for you the way they should be life just gets busy and i was thinking about how we have such high expectations for our spouse, yet we have low standards for ourselves. I want you to think about that and let it take root. We have high expectations for our spouse, yet we have low standards for ourselves. We should be holding ourselves up at least as high as we're holding our spouse as far as standards. And what we should really be striving to do is hold ourselves up to the standard that Jesus taught us when he came to earth. But this is what happens. Over the years, we tend to just slowly drift away from each other. We have separate jobs, or one person stays home with the kids while the other works. Through that, we start slowly pulling apart and begin living separate lives while living in the same house. And that's the beginning of a wedge that starts to just take root between us. And I mentioned earlier that we need to use Jesus as our standard. So if we look in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself over for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. He gave us so much. He gave us so much knowledge while he was here. He gave us such great example while he was here. And when he went to that cross and died on that cross, he gave us a freedom and the opportunity for eternal life with our father in heaven at the end of this physical life. That's pretty big. Uh, Mark three twenty five says, and if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. We need to not be divided. You know, there's a lot of political stuff going on right now. There's a lot of um, disagreements over how we should handle COVID. And there's a lot of um, dissent with protests and even riots and knocking down statues. And there's just so much. And sometimes we find ourselves on the opposite end of that spectrum with our spouse or maybe our friend or maybe a relative or a coworker. We find ourselves at odds with them because of all of this political stuff. And I'm not saying any of this political stuff is just small pieces because it's not. There's a lot going on and I haven't talked a lot about it because I want to talk about the marriage, a strong, healthy marriage. And in that strong, healthy marriage, if you are getting in arguments 
over politics, over views on whether to wear a mask or not wear a mask. And I'm saying that, and my husband and I have been at odds on the mask discussion until the state put the the rule in effect that we are to wear them, and then we're both wearing them. Um, I happen to be a high-risk person, and so I am a proponent of the masks, and I understand that there's a political piece to that and everything. All I'm looking at is I know there's a lot of people like me out there, and I want to protect others, and I hope others want to protect the others as well. So that's where I am on the mask thing. It's not a political thing to me. It is honestly a health thing to me. Um, but we, we found ourselves at odds with that. Now, if we just stayed there and kept arguing about it and arguing about it, that puts a wedge in our relationship. So we need to really look at the things that are important to us and our relationship, our marriage. And if it's something truly important that you feel so strongly about, then you need to take time with God and take time processing how you're going to share this with your spouse so it doesn't come across as aggressive towards this your spouse because that doesn't solve anything it only it's that house divided against itself and that house cannot stand mark 325 and what we start to do is we start to put ourself in quotation marks ahead of our spouse possibly god and our children too that wedge is dug in just a little bit deeper the opposite of love is selfishness. Now that's a, a bit of a spectrum, but not really. We all have a little bit of selfishness. As long as you have more love than selfishness, I think you're on the right track. In Matthew, I'm sorry, Ephesians 5 21, it says submitting to one another in the fear of God. Submitting does not mean that you are striving for yourself, right? You are striving for unity. So then we're going to go on in Ephesians, our favorite part of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body therefore just as the church is subject to christ so let the the wives be to their own husbands in everything husbands love your wives just as christ also loved the church and gave himself over for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word now i talked a lot about this last week about submitting and what that means and if you have not listened to that podcast i encourage you to go back and listen to it before you come up and say, wife, you need to submit to me. You know, that's not, that's not what this is about. I want you to go back and listen to that. I'm not going to repeat it all right now, but we need to submit in that we need to put ourselves behind our spouse. And that's on both sides. Husbands need to do that for their wives and wives need to do that for their husbands. In Philippians two four through five it says let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself let each of you look out not only for his own interests but also for the interests of others and i buy to say especially your spouse so sometimes what happens 
is it's not, we don't think of it as a selfish thing, but we start to put all of our energy, especially moms, into our kids, their sports, their activities, sometimes both parents, but in different ways. Sometimes one parent is always there and the other is too busy to go to the kids' activities. We start to let that wedge settle in deeper and turn our backs on God and our spouse to where it feels like nothing can fix it. And we do that as we separate from our spouse. Many times we start pulling away from God because we feel like if God isn't handling this, if God isn't making this better, then is he really there? He's there. Seek him. And I would say seek him first, right? There's a scripture on that. Seek him first. So if you begin seeking God first, if you begin sacrificing yourself for your spouse, some, if you put your children behind God and your spouse in relationship, because that's the way it should be. God, your spouse, your children, and then the church. So maybe you slowly start to take small steps to repair your relationship with God. That's usually the first step with your spouse. Maybe next, maybe your children are next, somewhere in there. But none of this can be done alone. We don't have the strength once we let all of this go like this. We don't have the strength to do it on our own. But with God, if we are seeking him first, if we're seeking him fervently, then he will help us through whatever situation we're in. Again, I, I suggest that if you have not listened to the beginning of this podcast back in season one, episodes seven, eight, and nine, I believe it is, is our story, my interview with my husband about our story. And that will tell you a lot about what we've come through. So we understand this. We understand that we let ourselves get ahead of everything else. Now, we were not Christians in the beginning. So God wasn't so much a focus for us. But I did get very much um, focused on the kids. They became my life, making sure that you know I made it to everything. But I was not happy. I was hurting. And when I was hurting, sometimes they felt that hurt too. Not in a physical way, but in an emotional way. And sometimes they've told me that they felt like they couldn't, they couldn't talk to me about it because they knew I was already dealing with so much. They tell me that now as adults. So know that your kids see everything that's going on. And thankfully, my husband took the first steps to love me, to love God and to love me and put me before himself. Doesn't happen overnight. For us, it took a year before I started walking that journey. I put up roadblocks left and right because I'd been hurt so badly. But with God and this amazing man at my side, I found my way back. I found my way to God. I found my way to my husband. And I found my way to being a parent again. God demonstrates his own love towards us 
in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5, 8. He demonstrates, he shows his love for us so that we then can show it to our spouse, our children, and beyond. Romans 12, 10 says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Giving preference. That means they go before you. You're serving them before you serve yourself. You're serving them before you serve your children. You're serving God before you serve them. So it's God your spouse, your children, and then everyone else. And even when we start walking this, this walk, we start, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to put my spouse first and we do it. And then we sit back to see what they're going to do. Right. Okay. I did it. I put you first. Now it's your turn. Are you going to reciprocate or is it just me? That's going to do this right? We have this attitude and that attitude can destroy any small steps that you take. You can't take steps to repair your marriage while keeping a hostile attitude or an entitled attitude. Sometimes we just think, well, I'm his wife. He should just do it for me. Well, I'm her husband. Why isn't she doing it for me? This isn't about what they're doing. It's about what you're doing. Get yourself right with God and start getting yourself right with your spouse. And my, my phrase here is love regardless, love regardless of how you feel, love regardless of what they say, love regardless of what they do, love regardless of whether they reciprocate, love regardless. That's that unconditional love, love regardless. You don't stop loving. You love regardless. First Peter three, seven says, husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, some of you are going to go straight to that weaker vessel. We are his helpmate, but his job is to dwell with us in understanding and giving honor to us. Being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what we all want? But first we got to take steps. I've talked about this before. The first step and this step goes on forever. Say nothing negative. My mom taught me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That pertains to your marriage. If you don't have anything nice to say, you need to pray about it and find something nice to say. You need to put your attitude straight and do this because you love your spouse, because God has shown you how to love and you want to love your spouse the same way that God has taught us how to love. Not because you'll get something out of it, although you will. Not because it makes you look good. Not because 
whatever the reason, just because, regardless, just because, unconditional, no conditions, anywhere. Selflessly, put your spouse ahead of yourself. Healing our marriage has to start with God. Until you rectify your relationship with him, chances are you won't be able to do that in your marriage. So you need to rectify that, that relationship with God first. And when you feel struggling, trying to rectify it with your spouse, and that's when you go to God and you lean into him and he'll help you through it. First Peter three ten through 12 says, for he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his, his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him speak peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and the ears are open. His ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. We need to be choosing love, choosing love every day, every moment of every day. Sometimes you will need to, if you are in that beginning stages of trying to turn this around, you will need to remind yourselves moment by moment. I love him. I love her. I love them unconditionally. I'm putting them ahead of myself. I love God. God taught me how to love them. I will love them unconditionally. 1 John 3, 7 through 11 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. And if in, in the, the top of that should be your spouse. Once you love God, the next is your spouse. And you need to pour that love upon them. 1 John 3, 20 and 21 says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Brother is meaning fellow man. You ought to love your spouse. If you love God, you need to love your spouse. Right? You need to put everything you have into your spouse. And remember, we are not fighting against each other. We are fighting for our marriage. We are fighting for reconciliation in our marriage. We're fighting for love to come back into our marriage. But it's not just going to come. You have to put it in there. You have to put that love in. And it's work. It's not easy. When you are given everything and you're not getting anything back, that hurts. I hurt my husband for a year before I started giving back. But we have the most amazing marriage now. What I never could have dreamed of back then. So is it worth it to you? Is it worth it to you to have a marriage that 
that has that unconditional love both directions to put up with the hardships of doing it first. I want you to ask yourself that question. And I hope your answer is yes. Because I will tell you on the other side, oh yes, and our marriage was in the toilet. But the answer is yes, it was worth it. It was worth it on both of our sides. It was worth it. And it will be for you too. But you've got to take the first step. That first step is making sure you are not putting your spouse down. You are not saying negative things to your spouse. And your next step is to start doing small things that show your love for him. Whether that's a note, whether that's making his breakfast in the morning when you're usually not even up, whether it's making his lunch for the next day, whether it's buying her flowers, whether it's making sure the coffee's ready in the morning. Think about ways that you can show love to your spouse. Now I want to hear what's going on in your marriages. I want to hear what's happening. I want to hear questions that you have. And if you have other ideas about the, the transition music, then I need to hear it because I'm only going by what I hear. So we are going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. And then the scripture of the week will be right afterwards. But I am going to close this out in prayer. And I just hope that you're all feeling a peace right now through all of the trouble that's going on in this world. And if you aren't, you need to go sit at the feet of Jesus because that's where you're going to find your peace. So, Father God, we just are in awe of you. Every day I wake up and I am in awe of the creation in the sky and my children and my grandchildren. I'm in awe of the, the people that you, you have placed in my life. I'm in awe of everything, everything, Lord, because it's all, it's all you. Everything, every good and perfect gift is you. And Lord, I, I just ask you to help marriages who are struggling right now, who are trying to take these first steps. And it's so hard. It's so hard to keep your attitude in check and love on your spouse when you're getting nothing back. But Lord, hold tight to them and show them that love. Show them that love you want them to show to their spouse. And as we go through these troubled times, Lord, I just ask for peace to settle in, in every person who's listening to this. And I ask for reconciliation in marriages, as for reconciliation from parent to child and child to parent. I ask Lord God that you do a wondrous work. And I thank you for allowing me to be a part of this podcast and I ask you to continue to steer it. I love you so much and I worship you with everything I have. I rejoice in your holy name, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Have a great week, folks.
Hi, and welcome to the scripture of the week. This week I have chosen Mark chapter 12, verse 33, and to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. So as we talk today about love, love God with everything. And that will help you love your spouse with everything. And that will go down to your children. So we love God first, our spouse second, then our children, then our church and our community. So I'd love to hear how this has impacted you. You know how to reach me. You can email me at unfailinglovewithkim at gmail.com. You can leave me a voice message on the Anchor app or at anchor.f is in family, m is in marriage, forward slash unfailinglovewithkim. Or you can send me a message on Facebook at unfailinglovewithkim. Until next week, have a blessed week.